He loves his bird. Please tell me. Please tell me, Greg, that Vince started making impressions of birds talking. <laughs> well, oh, yes. Not this time. No, not. Yeah, I know it's pretty on brand, but not this time. <laughs> okay, sorry. Proceed. <laughs> Dying here. <laughs> Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue in downtown Milwaukee, this is Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's your host, Vince Vetrano. 11 minutes after 5 from Wisconsin's Morning News. I go by the high school the other day in Greendale, and there are a bunch of kids out the parking lot in swimwear. Ah, okay. Look at us. We're wearing right. swimsuits. It's like end of the day. They were supposed to be in seventh hour or whatever, and I don't know. It wasn't a ton of them, but one of, like, I saw a bunch of school administrators out there. I talked to a couple of them, like, what is this, senior prank, like, two of four, or what? They're like, I don't know, they're having a beach party today. So it's pajamas tomorrow? Or? I don't know, and that's not even really a prank. It's just something. That, that's like a Tuesday. <laughs> right? It was nice out. What? Yeah, of course so I'm there was that. The other one, again, I like a good senior prank that is, first of all, not injurious to anyone. Sure, of course. Also doesn't involve a lot of cleanup or yeah. causing your custodial staff to have to clean up after your silly prank or whatever that is. Something funny. It's got to be a little bit funny. Like sleeping over in some principal's house. That kind of thing. <laughs> what? You didn't hear about that one? No. It wasn't local, but some lady principal, she got out, of, she walked into her kitchen and there was like 50 kids sleeping in her kitchen <laughs> and in her living room. And there was viral video of this and she's laughing and she's they laughing the night in her, in her house. Okay. So Husband made it happen. Little break. Oh, all right. I was going to say a little breaking and entering. That's uh, not good. <laughs> Shouldn't involve criminal activity. Anyway. The one earlier this week was all the kids went and my, my kids are sending me pictures. This is the parking lot today. This is the parking lot. They, they like, get so excited about it. They all parked wonky. Oh, just anywhere? Yeah. So they were all like, you know, across three parking spaces and <laughs> parking people in. And... All right. That's not bad. That okay. actually drive me crazy, though. <laughs> right. If you're like teacher coming in and you're coming in hot, you know, right before right. class yeah. or whatever. And where am I going to oh, park? Where am I supposed to park? I didn't even know what they did about that because by the afternoon when I had come by, there were still cars parked all over the place. <laughs> all goofy. All right, I can I can appreciate that one. I, that's original. Not to bad. Me. Doesn't really hurt anybody. Yeah. Might inconvenience some people. I hadn't uh, heard that one before. Look at the seniors. Ha ha ha. Hmm. See, usually it's like you know pigs in the in the school, See, yeah. numbered one, two, and four, and you wonder where the third. Where's the mattress in the swimming pool? The what in the pool? The mattress in the swimming oh. pool. Or they would actually need a crane to get it out because it'd be so full. Oh, because it would absorb all so the water. water. <laughs> all right, that's problematic. That would be. We put no, a car I didn't in the do that one, by the way. We didn't do that one. <laughs> no. No. You put a, a car in the school? Yeah. I wasn't part of that. You took it apart and then rebuilt it, or people. They you... managed to remove like a beam from one of the doors in the gym and squeeze this beater of a car into the school that had been all painted up and whatever. They wanted to get it in the middle of the school, but it got stuck in a doorway. So it was oh, gone apparently when everybody got there. So who ended up taking apart that thing and figuring it out? I don't it? remember how they got it out, but I do recall Looks the like the custodial staff might be busy <laughs> with that for a bit. I do recall the principal made note of it at graduation. He said, this is the first graduating class that ever bought me a car. <laughs> That's nice. <laughs> so, all That's right. nice. It was taken in good humor. Brandon Snide has sports coming up next. 
time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. After a successful seven-game road trip where the Brewers won four, the Brewers are back at American Family Field on Tuesday, facing off with Baltimore with the score notched at three apiece. The Brewers found themselves in extra innings with Joey Weimer at the plate in the bottom of the 10th. 1-2 pitch. Breaking ball. Hammered down the left field line. This ball is going to one-hop the wall, and this game is over. Joey Weimer with his second walk-off of the season, and the Brewers third, and they win it 4-3 in 10. Lane Grindle on the call right here on WTMJ as Weimer walks it off for the 4-3 Brewers win, and as he calls it, it's just another day at the office. Just just trying to do my job there, uh, trying to be accountable. You know, a couple situations throughout the night where I was up with the uh, runner in scoring position, didn't do anything. So, um, you know, just trying to trying to keep doing my job. The Brewers will look for win number two against the Oreos tonight. That first pitch is set for 640. Corbin Burns is expected to get the start for the Brewers. Over to golf, where some major news of the PGA and Live Golf Series announcing details of a merger on Tuesday afternoon. Safe to say... Not everyone was thrilled about the decision, some not even knowing that was taking place. I talked to a handful of players this morning, uh, a couple before the announcement was made, and it was just complete and utter shock. Uh, Some very colorful language, some very upset players. I had one player tell me, you know, why would we do this now? Live The Live Tour is dead in the water. It's not working, and now we're going to throw them a life jacket. It's ludicrous. ESPN senior golf writer Mark Schlebaugh there with the reaction from the players. The Milwaukee Bucks introduced their 17th head coach in franchise history on Tuesday afternoon, officially ushering in the Adrian Griffin era. Extremely excited for the next chapter of my life, of being the head coach of the Milwaukee Bucks. Um, It's very sentimental for me. Again, this is where I started, and it's funny how life works and everything has come full circle. And again, I want to thank John. Um, I'm excited to get to work, and um, we're going to have a lot of fun this year. Griffin, as of now, is the only coach in the NBA that has been hired this season with no head coaching experience. Coming up, from zero kids to instant family. That story next on Wisconsin's Morning News. Five twenty-one on Wisconsin's Morning News. Going to need our producer Greg Pancake Hill to chime in on this one because he was part of this conversation that I want to use to kind of jump into a, a larger point or really question: What is the hierarchy of pets? So, Eric, you missed this one, but uh, one of our mutual friends here at okay. uh, Good Karma Brands was telling us a story. Greg and I are talking with him, and he said, "Yeah, he's kind of like texting and whatever." He's like, "I'm sorry, I'm kind of texting back and forth with my brother. He lost his pet today." And I said, oh, yeah. And he said, his pet, cockatiel. Oh, a bird. <laughs> okay. So my... <laughs> what, 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 right? What Why are you looking at me like that? Because your reaction was very similar to mine, similar to pancakes. I even think I let out an audible chuckle. I was like, <laughs> yeah, bird. <laughs> you laughed at the dead bird? I did. I didn't laugh. I wasn't like, ha, ah, and like point at him. But it like caused my initial reaction. My knee jerk was, <laughs> yeah, dead bird. And then I immediately said to our friend, I'm like, I'm sorry, man. Like, why, why was that my reaction? Because <laughs> if you had told me, I'm texting my brother, he's dealing with something. His dog died earlier oh, today. It'd be tragic. It'd be I would have said, oh, that's too bad, man. Yeah. Yeah. So that's hard to go through. But he's had this bird for 20 years. 
It's his trusted companion. A lot of birds live a long time. They do, right? And so that was his pet, and it meant as much to him as someone's sure. dog, as someone's cat, whatever. And here <laughs> you're chuckling well, at it. But I at least recognized right away, I'm like, well, that's not probably the right reaction because he loves, you know, like, he loves his bird. Please tell me. Please tell me, Greg, that Vince started making impressions of birds talking. Well, <laughs> not no. this time. No, not. I know it's pretty on brand, but not this time. <laughs> okay, sorry. Proceed. <laughs> I'm dying here. <laughs> ah, there it is. All there. right. Okay. Good for one. Wow. Man, dude, come on. Oh. So, what is the pet hierarchy? <laughs> you just dying stepped in here. it. You're like, oh, look, look at that. I think I'll step in it. <laughs> I was invited to do that. Okay. 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 So what it, dog is on top, right? If we are drawing a pyramid of the pet hierarchy, dog is on top, right? Okay, sure. And I'm not a dog guy. You guys know. I never had dogs. But you respect the animal. But I understand. Like dogs and, and cats in particular are yeah. like important members of many people's families. So I appreciate that. So it's dog. I think dog, cat are pretty much at the same what, level. Though? But are they at the same level? I really do. I really do think so. Because cat people are very much cat people and they'll have as much of a connection to them as as dog people do to their dogs that's true i'm a both person so okay yeah then would... what happens underneath that what's next guinea pig well i was gonna say something like guinea pig or you know you, but know, you know what i would go with birds too because they like their longevity they live a long time mm-hmm. my uncle's got a macaw i think that's like 35 years old yep Really? not older yeah. than that. It might even be older than that. And those yeah. guys talk, right? Yep. Yeah, Does they'll he squawk, talk? yep, a little bit. 35 years old. Ah, at least. old over here. At least, and it's it will outlive ah. him. He already knows that, and he's trying to figure out, you know. You gotta will it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Part of his estate. Where am I gonna go? <laughs> What's in the will? How much do I get? <laughs> what do you well, leave me? Okay, so birds are three then, then guinea pig? Guinea pig. And what about rat? Or, what about or piglet? Guinea pig. Oh, guinea pig, pig v v gerbil. Are they on the yeah, same right. level pig, of the pyramid? Or? Guinea pig, gerbil, hamster. Those are all pretty much your iguana. various vermin. Well, iguana. Can you have an emotional connection to an sure iguana? Yes, and to rabbits. Snakes. Yes. I knew people who had rabbits. Well, they have no facial expressions. Snakes. <laughs> or expressions of any kind. Really. Of any kind. Yeah. Hmm. Rabbits are similar to cats for some folks. Yeah, like they walk around. They just walk around the house. Ferrets. Ferrets are the same thing. They're like they bridge the gap between cat and hamster kind of thing. Because well, they we, do use litter boxes. I think the way to figure it out is whether or not Vince would laugh if I said oh, my pet ferret. Then. Yeah. I was telling you an honest reaction, but my consciousness <laughs> went immediately to that. Shouldn't have been my reaction. <laughs> This is the whole you idea of being thoughtful. <laughs> you smirked a little. I, I did. I was. I, I did smirk. You're right. Pancake, what was your honest reaction? I mean, I'm, I'm with you, right? Because you hear that the pet die, and you're like, oh, man. Like, and then, oh, it was a bird. Like, okay. Right. Like, somehow that shouldn't well, be as big It should a deal, not be. But it is. So to this guy. it also depends on the type of, like, a cockatoo. Is that one that'll talk with you? And, I don't think and he say, talks. Co- the cockatiel is, is like a, it's like a little budgie, but it has a little pointy t- head. But does it, it, like... Work with you or communicate. You can get with him you? to talk. Yeah, you can. What do you mean, cook for you? What are you talking about? <laughs> no, but like it has to. If it's <laughs> if it's just in a bird chirping by itself in a cage, that's different than one that I'll sound. say like, like a canary I versus mean, like one that me. actually vocalizes. Yeah. and what sounds like words. Right. Well, I'm elevated by this conversation. I hope it was really valuable. We got to go. <laughs> don't it always seem to go? But you don't know what you got till it's gone. 
It'd be a paradise to put up a parking lot. And whose job is it to take care of that parking lot? I love this story. Because we talk all the time about some of the petty battles waged between our various entities of government. We elect them all. But we elect them at various levels. So you mm-hmm. have your local municipal leaders, you got your county leaders, you got your state leaders, you got yeah. your federal peoples, right? And to us, they're all just the elected officials. But to each of them, they're all in control of their own fiefdom, if you will. And then sometimes those factions war. We see that playing out at the state legislature all the time. We got a good one for you today. The city and state arguing over a parking lot. Monkey Common Council's Licenses Committee is recommending a denial of a parking lot license renewal. For a state-owned lot that is near the intermodal station downtown. It's right by the train station. Trains, buses go out of there. So it's just the other side of 794. Yep. That little spur. Citing more than a dozen vehicle break-ins in the lot, Alderman Bob Bauman of downtown flexing some city muscle here on the state since the lot is owned by the Department of Transportation. But it's licensed by the city of Milwaukee. So here's Bauman's uh, quote. This particular parking lot, along with the intermodal station, is owned by the Wisconsin Department of Transportation. It is a gateway to Milwaukee for hundreds of thousands of rail and intercity bus passengers annually. WisDOT needs to to make the necessary investments for enhanced security, 24-7 monitoring, and other upgrades to ensure that rail and intercity bus passengers can feel confident their personal vehicles will still be there undamaged when they return. I think that's a fair expectation. Right? So he's citing that there are problems with security and they want uh, the people who own that property to make those provisions. Yeah. The Here's again from Bauman. The lot operator testified today that the property owner has been and remains unwilling to spend the necessary funds to provide the peace of mind the traveling public deserves. WISDOT Secretary Craig Thompson needs to step up. He's calling him out. Craig Thompson was in town the other day, wasn't he? Cutting the ribbon for the... The BRT? Yeah, well, apparently he didn't stop. He didn't park there. <laughs> right. So I, the comedy is just like you guys work it out. Somebody, this is a parking lot. Like this is the kind of thing that could be handled. You would think with a phone call. Right. Hey, <laughs> right. listen, or even got, a quick email. Right, you guys own this property. The people who run the lot are telling us they're having problems. We need some investment. We're sitting on the mountain of cash. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the state, these six or seven, depending on who you ask, swimming in the billions large of dollars. tank of cash and coins. Who's the Scrooge McDuck? Yeah, Scrooge McDuck is swimming in the gold coins. Yeah. Backs doing the backstroke, spitting the coins out. <laughs> <laughs> the mattresses full of cash, and they're yeah. throwing it around. Yeah. It's <laughs> exploding out of the pillowcases. Meanwhile, the city, you know, you would think could just call up, like, "Hey, you guys, this this lot needs attention. Here are the problems. What are we going to do about it? What do we need? Yada yada yada." Do you have four thousand dollars, right? But instead, no, we're going to we're going to deny your license renewal. That's what's happening. Full Common Council will vote on denial of the license renewal later this month. Do you like apples? Yeah. Well, I got a number. How do you like them apples? <laughs> <laughs> Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. The Milwaukee Brewers welcomed in the Baltimore Orioles to town Tuesday at American Family Field. Like Baltimore, the Brewers have relied on their younger prospects for early season results. Safe to say, though, it's been an up-and-down season for those rookies in Bryce Terrain and Joey Weimer, but... When needed the most, the two of them came through in the clutch on Tuesday night. He's ready. Here it is. Swing of the line drive. Base hit in the center. This is going to get a run home. And we are back to even. 
Bryce Terang with a solid base hit in the right center. Bob Euchre on the call right there as Terrain helped tie the game in the eighth inning, which would go eventually into extra innings and allow Joey Weimer a chance to be the hero. One-two pitch. Breaking ball hammered down the left field line. This ball is going to one-hop the wall, and this game is over. Joey Weimer with his second walk-off of the season, and the Brewers third, and they win it 4-3 to three in 10. The Brewers securing win number 33 there, 4-3, to three, and will look for win number two against the Orioles tonight. Coverage right begins right here on WTMJ at 6.05. Corbin Burns expected to be on the mound. To the NBA, where the Bucks officially introduced Adrian Griffin as the team's 17th head coach in franchise history. Griffin has been an assistant coach around the league since joining Scott Stiles' staff in 2008. Well, again, I think it's uh, credit to John and his uh, staff. I thought they created like the perfect platform for me. I was able to really take my time and articulate my vision. Like we we sat down, we we talked for you know a while about philosophy and and offense and defense and coverages, and then uh, they allowed me to get on you know the board and draw plays and like oh this would be great for for Giannis and when teams do this we're going to do that Griffin joined WTMJ's Greg Matzik there for an exclusive one-on-one interview Tuesday go to WTMJ.com for that full story the Green Bay Packers have conducted eight organized team activities so far this offseason newly starting quarterback Jordan Love on what he has learned so far over the past few weeks. I think the defense has been doing a really good job of giving us a bunch of different looks. They're doing a good job of making things look the same one day, sending a blitz, and then making it look the the same the next day and sending a different blitz. So um, just trying to see all these different looks, trying to understand protections, where we might go, and then everybody being on the same page where our hots might be, um, you know, guys peeking when they might uh, get a blitz off their face and different things like that. So I think protection has been huge right now. The Packers will wrap up OTAs tomorrow and begin their mandatory minicamp on June 13th. Coming up from zero kids to instant family. That story next on Wisconsin's Morning News. Check this story. Zero kids to instant family. When Nicole and David Gonzalez of Franksville in Racine County adopted 11-year-old Josue from Ecuador, he became the 5,000th child adopted with the help of a national nonprofit. Oh, and by the way, Josue's brother, Darwin, became the 5,000 first, and their brother, Abraham, became the 5,000 second. When we realized we weren't going to have biological children, adoption was first on our hearts, and immediately we thought of siblings, because we knew that we wanted a bigger family, not a huge family, but a bigger family. And so we just thought, if we want more than one child, why wouldn't we do this so that they can stay together and that they can grow up together and adjust much easier as a, as, as a, as a family? And we're originally in the Colombian adoption program because my husband is half Colombian, half Mexican. And our agency actually presented us with these three siblings because physically there was nothing wrong with them. They just had three, you know, two other brothers or whatever to get adopted with. And it's hard for people to take three. And so we switched all of our paperwork to Ecuador to adopt these three children. I'm talking with uh, Nicole Gonzalez. She and her husband, David, adopted three children from Ecuador with the help of an agency called Gift of Adoption. What were their prospects had you and your husband, David, not come and found them and brought them here to be a part of your family? So they definitely faced being split up or not being adopted at all. 
because um, they do try to keep siblings together, but when one gets a little older, they tend to not get adopted, so they will split them up. Our oldest expressed that he actually witnessed, and he's 11, expressed that he witnessed other children being separated from their brothers and sisters, and so he was very worried that that would happen to him. So he was very thankful that we came along and wanted all three. And tell me, Nicole, how a gift of adoption was able to help you through this process and also financially as well to get the boys off to a good start here in America. So gift of adoption um, specializes in special needs children um, and, and siblings are special needs. And so they were able to give us a grant that we actually received right before we traveled. So it was very helpful for us to have additional funds to travel with. And we were in Ecuador for a total of seven weeks. So that additional money was very, very helpful for us to be able to take the kids to experience their country. You know, they knew things existed in their country. They knew they lived on the equator, but they had never been there. So it was awesome to be able to take them to experience their country before starting a new adventure in our country. And how goes that adventure, Nicole? The boys have been with you for some time now and adjusting to life in Franksville, Wisconsin. Yes, um, they love it here. They have, it's just funny to watch them experience so many new things and everything is new to them. So it's just really fun to see them. Uh, For example, today we took um, one of them and we went through a car wash and he was just like, whoa, this is crazy. You know, it's cleaning the car while we just sit in it. And it was just fun to have them, to watch them experience so many new things and they get to do it together, which is just so awesome. Nicole and David Gonzalez adopted three kids from Ecuador with the help of the Gift of Adoption, a nonprofit that assists families looking to adopt. Tell me what challenges you still anticipate. There are so many wonderful things about this process that you're going through, but you've gone from zero to three kids in an instant, and uh, they're in a whole new place. What challenges do you anticipate? A challenge that we kind of anticipated, but it's a lot more than we even expected, was how much they eat. Oh, my goodness. We are... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we have three growing boys, and it is very yep. apparent that it's not going to get any better anytime soon. She's right about that, right? Not going to get any better anytime soon. We're like at, a black uh, hole, just throw it in there. <laughs> right. All that food. That and other things, but uh, the Gonzalez family said the boys are uh, adapting quite nicely here in southeast yeah. Wisconsin. Josue, Darwin, and Abraham, now part of that family and part of our community. We have adoption in my family. My aunt and uncle adopted when we were kids. Um, two sisters from Mexico, and then later two brothers from Mexico, unrelated I mean, uh, the sisters and the brothers were really, you know what right. I mean? I know. And I just remember, uh, not only for them, but the gift that it was in our family to have that diversity now, different people from a different culture mm-hmm. and someone else to add to our family and how much that also meant to my aunt and uncle. So uh, it was a, a gift to us as it was to, to those kids and the opportunity that they have to be here. So uh, really important stuff. If you are interested in learning more, giftofadoption.org. So spell out all the words together, giftofadoption.org is the website for more information. It's 556. Business headlines are up next. They're sponsored by Old National Bank. Get old. Here's the Milwaukee Business Journal's Margaret Natchek. Milwaukee Bucks superstar Giannis Antetokounmpo and his brothers are planning to open a retail store at the Trade Hotel near Pfizer Forum. A building permit filed Monday indicated that the $300,000 project would open on the first floor of the hotel. Chick-fil-A receives conditional approval from the City Plan Commission to redevelop a nearly one-acre lot on Milwaukee's south side for a new location. It would be located at 2701 West Morgan Avenue. Tua Pasta Milwaukee closes its restaurant at the 100 East Wisconsin building. The restaurant opened in January 2020. 
I'm Margaret Nachuk with MilwaukeeBusinessJournal.com on News Radio WTMJ.